The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Tyson. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is Nick. This is still Tom. This is Lucas. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Robot Podcast. My podcast brings all the boys to the yard. God damn, it's better than yours. Damn right. Something, 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 something. You can podcast, but you have to charge. <laughs> I don't know what that's. Doing? I don't I don't know anymore. But we don't charge. We don't have a Patreon. Yeah. Oh our podcast doesn't have a Patreon. Damn right. It's freer than yours. <laughs> that's better. Thanks. That's a lot better. It's good stuff, Tom. You're always killing it with the intros. <laughs> My music career's taken off. Yeah. Uh, so Good a couple nice things to talk word, about <laughs> this week. Um, mostly, we want to uh, we'll go back and revisit some of our Game of Thrones theories now that we've got a couple episodes under our belt. Tom um, was right. Tom was right. Tom was right. right about everything. So right. Let's just get that out of the way. I wasn't wrong. Uh, <laughs> I think we want to enter uh, our first segment of Tyson and Lucas rant about the internet or? oh god all right so let's talk about sonic the hedgehog so recently they released the first trailer and i would say to because nine-year-olds generally aren't on the internet <laughs> to everyone on the internet's horror they're playing fortnite <laughs> yeah. um there was some questions about sonic's design um one th- so for me looking at it uh, and i know that they're trying to like make him quote unquote realistic it just looked weird it more looked like a dude in a furry costume than <laughs> an actual hedgehog that you know would exist yeah as such um and then like a couple things that just didn't make sense to me is sonic's classic get up you got the red sneakers and the white gloves right they took away the white gloves and just gave him white fur on his hands, which was weird. And then I didn't notice this the first time I watched the trailer, but I guess everyone was just like super creeped out by his teeth, which I didn't even really notice. I didn't notice either. The first time around. But then there was like some other complaints that I've gone through and like I could spend all day listing them out. But the other major one that I noticed was um, his eyes that he kind of didn't have like classic, you know, kind of big sonic eyes they were like well in the comic it's like one eyeball yeah it's like a the mono eye style that he's drawn which obviously you know can't really do that but anyway all that aside the internet you know some people like me kind of made a one-off joke about it like what is this and then you know moved on moved on with my life because it's not (laughs) because you're a real ass adult with shit to (laughs) worry about (laughs) yeah like hey you know uh, i I understand this is for kids but i grew up with sonic i'd like to see this i'm not thrilled with the design but it is what it is um however apparently you know the internet being what it is there was what uh news articles are referring to as outrage and backlash (laughs) I just get, I'm so sick of nerds. Over the character design. <laughs> so then it prompted the director of the film who to tweet that he, the fans have been heard <laughs> and that when's this movie releasing? Uh-huh. Like in a couple months. Like it's summer. Six months. I think it's six. Like m- end of summer. It's either six weeks or six months. It's six something. All right. So anyway, a, a movie that is more or less probably wrapping up on all the post-production and all that kind of shit 
He tweets out that they are going November eighth. November eighth. Okay. That they are going to revamp Sonic's design for the movie. Now, when I saw that, I had two thoughts. I said, I, I thought to myself at a cursory glance, like, okay, that's kind of cool that they're listening to the fans and taking that into account. But then I thought the realities of those implications, which is awful, <laughs> all of these people who have put in a lot of time and hard work, despite what you think of the design, whoever worked on that movie got paid to do a good job and they delivered on whoever's vision that right. that's and, what Sonic And that's like. a key thing to take into account is like when you're a 3D artist for a studio, right? Like you don't sit down and go, this is how I as an artist want mm-hmm. Sonic to look. Someone's dictated it. Yeah, somebody hands you a technical doc and an art director goes, hey, this is what he needs to look like. Here's your concepts. Yep. And you build to that concept. Yep. And so now mm-hmm. all of these people who... I assume we're probably still working on the movie in some aspects if it doesn't release till November, but now have to drop what they're doing, pivot, and start over. Right. With, with whatever the art director now deems as a revamp design and all the effects that you've done, everything that you've right. worked at. And again, you can think what you want of the design. These guys probably worked really hard at this. They now have to go back and fix everything. And, in a time uh, and the more I think so about it, the more the the less I think, oh, that's kind of cool that they're listening to the fans and taking that into consideration to uh, this sets a shitty precedence for movies going forward. And you're giving yep. the outraged minority or whatever. Maybe it's the majority. I don't know. But you're giving the Internet trolls and people who have nothing better to do than to literally spend all day every day since the trailer dropped posting repaints of screens from the trailer of what they think Sonic should look like and being all pissed off about a kid's movie. And you're now having to ask these people to now turn around, start over with only six months to go to, to get this movie. What, what I find interesting about that too, is like, if you do the financial analysis on that, do you think it is more damaging to the movie to spend all that money on crunch to redo that and maybe it's not as bad, but like, okay, if they just redo just the character, just Sonic, right? Mm-hmm. If his scale changes at all, then the trigger point of all the effects are going to have to change. Yeah, it's everything. The rotoscoping, like plating him into the scene, like there's just so much that'll probably have to change, right? So they do that. Does the cost of that, in my mind, is probably more expensive than the 350 unemployed assholes who can't afford to see the movie anyway, not seeing it? I was really not, mean, but, but you, you get my mention, point. Like, not to mention, like, who says that they're going to hit the mark with whatever it is that yeah. these guys want? Right? Yeah what, yeah. what if they do the redesign and they think it's what as the far as cost want. analysis? Yeah, and it's and worse. Then, and then it's well worse, or people just still aren't happy because in their mind's eye they've had a certain vision. And they're right. Going to be happy unless it's their vision. You're never going to please everybody. Right. And I think this is a part of the the dangers of outrage culture. Yeah. And the yeah. outrage culture on the yeah. internet, whether it's tearing down somebody because they didn't understand the ins and outs of, uh, you know, this social class that they're trying to learn more about, or people getting mad over a fucking kid's movie, or even yep. making jokes about it. like, I, I didn't, like I made the joke to you, Tyson, I didn't go see Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. That wasn't made for me. I, right. I, you know, I, d- I don't understand why we're spending so much time bitching and moaning about this stuff, and now that the studio <laughs> has decided, and I get that, uh, the irony of me saying that on this podcast, but... Now the studio going and saying, "Okay, we're going to change all of this. We're going to, you know, probably put our 
our animators through hell to, to finish yeah, this right. over time. And those same people are going to be sitting there retweeting angry articles about bad work balance in studios. Also, exactly. Yeah. Also, <laughs> pick a fucking funny, side here. Yeah. It's funny you bring up Alvin and the Chipmunks because when that first movie came out, there was outrage about that because they didn't make the chipmunks anthropomorphized kid-sized chipmunks like they are in the cartoon. That they were that. actual chipmunk-sized chipmunks because, they're again, they're trying to do like the reality-based thing. But that movie, like it or not, that movie went on to be able to afford two sequels right. despite all the outrage. That's so, what I mean. Like This is a Sonic movie. They're going to make probably more than one of them. I would imagine kids are going to see it no matter what. Right. Well, and let's look at the history of video game movies as like, well. Like, go back and watch the cartoon from when you were a kid. If you're 30-something, that you want to revisit that. Go play the games you enjoyed. Yeah. Like, well, and let also, new like, things be created. Let's take a look at, like, the history of video game movies as a whole, which I hear Detective Pikachu is very much an exception to that rule. It definitely is. They haven't been that great. Mm-hmm. And the odds of, no matter what Sonic looks like, of this probably being, like, an actually subjective cool good live action sonic movie mm-hmm. probably pretty low so i well, don't think it matters like what sonic looks like and also i think the sonic lore and universe is incredibly hard to bring to is it the big screen. so it's pretty convoluted too because there's I, like three or four different branches and i consider myself like a pretty knowledgeable video game person mm-hmm. i've played a lot of sonic games i still could not tell you what the fucking lore is. I know that Robotnik captures little woodland creatures and puts them inside of robots and you got to stop him. And that's all I know. And that's so, all you need to know to enjoy the game. Right. Frankly. So mm-hmm. I understand that there's these comics and I think there was yeah. a cartoon series for a while and there's all that kind of stuff that yeah. you may or may not have seen. But Which, by the way, all work off of different versions of Sonic lore. So like maybe just mm-hmm. let them make a fucking movie. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. And like, yep. I think the biggest problem I have too, back to the point of the studio redoing stuff for these people is like, the people that are generally the loudest and angriest about something are those that are not going to engage in it. And you see it a lot in fighting games. People that like talk shit on Street Fighter Five don't play Street. Don't Fighter. play the game. They yeah. don't play the fucking game. And when you call them out on that, they just get all butt hurt. And then they're like, "Oh, well, I don't play the game because of this." And I'm like, "No, I'm pretty fucking sure you wouldn't play the game anyway. Because guess what? You didn't play four either because you're shitty at fighting games and you don't want to get better. And I feel the same way about this. It's like you're not going to see this fucking movie anyway. You know why? Because you're going to find something to be mad about the road will be too wide the yellow lines along the street he's running down are pink instead of blue who fucking cares yeah what's that outrage culture yep and so it's more important to stand up and bitch about something than than to support something right and And it doesn't mean they have to support this movie i mean just supporting anything okay you don't want to see the sonic movie what do you want to see what are you supporting what are you creating or building and that's a fine there's a there's a line too i mean like i said i'm a 34 year old man who grew up with sonic a live action sonic movie to me like sounds like hey that could be fun like you know from a nostalgia point of view you know they announce it it's not like something that i am anticipating and looking forward to but oh something i might be interested in Mm -hmm. trailer comes out not really what i was expecting or hoping for whatever that's based on right you know i'll make a quip or two about it and move on and move on with my life but also i'm not going to be i'm not outraged by it you know what i mean i'm not mad at it well and i wonder they didn't take a piece there's of a, you there's away. a lot of there's a lot of material there to poke fun at you know what yeah. i mean like i said the, how do you take away sonic's gloves he wears two pieces of clothes shoes and gloves and you made a right. weird decision to like put white fur on his hand like to me that's just kind of like one of those boneheaded yeah. things like why would you do that that just seems silly but i'm not mad about it well and what i find to be interesting too and like i think 
the media in general is responsible for this too. Like, was there outrage? Yeah. Because my Twitter feed was people going, what the fuck is this for like two hours? Yeah, and, and then it was, it was dead. Yeah. So when I hear, maybe, oh, there was maybe a couple memes floating in a couple. Yeah. Days later, so they're like, oh, know? there's outrage. I'm like, is there outrage? Or are you just putting this in your headline? To get clicks. Well, it's it's for clicks, right? Because right. anybody, whether it be BuzzFeed or whatever, you can easily go out there and find 20 tweets shitting, like actually people showing and exhibiting outrage and shitting all over the trailer and the design of Sonic. You take those 20 tweets, you collate them into a, a listicle, and you put the headline, fan outrage against the Sonic thing, and people will read that and think that those 20 tweets are representative of, of an entire group of people of, of entire community when really it's you went out and cherry picked 20 tweets to prove right you know because maybe their their timeline happened to be filled with some outrage and so they felt like it was a thing to write about right it's really is there outrage is there outrage because like i said i doubt that the the audience that this movie is meant for is largely on social media but even then like even if there was outrage why do we give a shit like it's not like sonic in the trailer use some racial slur like yeah. it's not right like what a thing to be you know what i mean yeah. like what a wild thing to be just <laughs> so like because you know that there, i mean there's probably a couple someone out there lost sleep over that trailer oh for sure someone out there lost sleep well, over this that is trailer. this is like the dangers of these things being franchises and continuing on past their expiration date you know yeah. like ninja turtles going on and on and on it's i love ninja turtles and it's great but it's had you know four cartoons now and even like ghostbusters 2020 they haven't they've started filming we haven't seen anything outside of a teaser trailer and people are already shitting all over it yep. just based on right. who they've cast like this is the the problem with pandering to audiences that grew up with something and continuing that going and trying to reinvent it for a new audience as well as keeping the right. previous three audiences happy. And Look again, at Star Wars is another one. And again, the so normal, fucking sick of this shit. The normal reaction, the, the the previous Ninja Turtles cartoon, the CG one, hit all the right nostalgia notes for me. And I would say arguably it was a subjectively well-written, well-done cartoon if you're a fan of the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, right? I'd say it was the best of the bunch. And so it ended... And of course, you know, people want to keep the Ninja Turtles franchise going. It's it's a usually a big hit with kids, no matter what whether you've grown up with it since the eighties or not. Right. And so they reintroduced this new one, revamped the style of the turtles, kind of changed their interactions. Raphael is more or less the leader. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of the cartoons I watched with my daughter, and you know, I watched it and it was kinda of like this yeah, not for me. Mm-hmm. She kinda yeah. half enjoyed it. Like it wasn't really her thing. She moved on to other things. But it's a it's a Ninja Turtles cartoon meant for kids. I didn't take right. to the internet and be like, I can't believe what they've done to the Ninja Turtles. Like Raphael should never be the leader. Blah blah blah. It was just kind of. In fact, I got mm-hmm. a good, in a good conversation with you know Cassidy about it when they announced it and kind of showed the first pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, I said something along the lines of like, yeah, not not a big fan of the design and everything like that. But hey, it's for kids. You know, hope it does well. Yeah. Hope a new generation of kids are exposed to Ninja Turtles no matter what because it's a great franchise for kids. And I'll be honest, like, even though I'm not a fan of design, sure makes for some cool toys. Like, the toys are pretty cool, mm-hmm. you know? It, it, and that's really and the, the point of Ninja Turtles, uh, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing that drives me fucking nuts about all this shit, too. People bitching about, like, the Sonic movie and how, like, cartoons now aren't like they were. When we were kids, every cartoon was a commercial for toys. Yes. Yeah. Literally, like, Ninja Turtles, cartoon for toys. Transformers, G.I. Joe, they're all cartoons for fucking yep. toys. Yep. Go back, and I would chat, like, going back to Ninja Turtles, go back and watch that 90s cartoon. Go back and watch it. If 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 you, if that's like your nostalgia point for Ninja Turtles, go back and watch it. And you, I bet you you don't get through three fucking episodes. 
Well, it's all made for, like it's. It's. it's I don't fun. know. It's no. It, it's it just it's subjectively like you know. It's not good. We're kind of spoiled right now because there's some great cartoons out that you look at like Star Wars Rebels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cartoons have come a long way. You know, the, some of them are arguably more than just car, uh, commercials for toys for kids. I mean, they're still doing the toys, and they're still that's still a big part of the cash grab for it, right? Mm-hmm. But the writers for Star Wars Rebels are honestly trying to make like a good series that builds on Star Wars lore, right? Mm-hmm. You go back and watch cartoons from the 90s, it's just like a bunch of shitty punchlines, and I, I don't know. My, yeah. my point is, is it doesn't hold up. So the, the, the what you're complaining about that's being produced today because you have a nostalgia memory of what was from yesterday, go back and actually watch what was from yesterday. Right. Because my guess is you're not going to sit there and watch all hundred some odd episodes of that Ninja Turtle series as an adult because right. it's not great. And I would also argue that, I don't know how to say this appropriately, but I'm going to say it. And like, if you are of the opinion that it's cool to shit on stuff and it's cool to be like a snob about things, you're actually just an asshole. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how else to say it. Like it being a contrarian doesn't make you interesting. No, yeah, it makes you a cocksucker. Like it's not. <laughs> it just makes you dumb. Like it makes Let you un- enjoy things. Yeah, just just nobody fucking asked you. I guess is what I'm getting at. Like we just well, that's ask. the problem with the internet. Yeah, and I think you know everybody has been asked something by having a a voice right. on the internet. It, it all kind of boils down to keep popping pop my head that Tenacious D, you know, is all a comedy skit, but his thing was like, you know, why don't you fucking make something? Why don't yeah. you create something? Yeah, but it's right. Instead of just shitting all over everything. And I will say this. I don't want to stand on a soapbox because it's a soapbox that could easily be knocked out from under my feet. I'm guilty of that from time to time. And especially like you go back and if you are able to, there's a reason why I have my tweets delete after auto delete after a month. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, that's smart. Like you go back and... um you know, even just as a couple of years ago, like I'm guilty of that in some sure. forums. And, but the difference is, is it's part of trying to grow as a human. Yeah, I'm trying to grow as a person. And if I have some pessimistic asshole thought about something, like I'm more apt to just keep it to myself and I don't right. need to tweet it out because it's not my bag. And again, going back to street fighter with you, Tom, like there's, chances are I'm not engaging in whatever it is that I have the shitty opinion of. Right. And so who am I to even say anything about it? You know, so mm-hmm. just kind of keep shit to like, I keep know me. you're going to have those thoughts. You can't control what pops into your head and you're going to see something and you're going to be like, like anytime I see something for Riverdale. Yeah. I'm just like, who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? That's a garbage show. But, but it I stops. That, it stops there. But also I say that having never actually sat down and watched the fucking show. It's actually not bad. And, and see, and that's fine. But it's like, I see it and I just kind of get like yeah. this. It just, it grinds a gear yeah. of something that like I like a type of show that I'm just not into. It's not as good. And for some reason, my first reaction is just to shit on it, but I'm not going to like text Rebecca and Danielle and like people who watch it and be like, Hey, still watching that shit show Riverdale. Right. Does this need to be said? Does this need to be said now? And does this need to be said by me? Yeah. Like, right. And does this, does this person need my take? Yeah. Does this, does it matter? Yeah. Does it affect whether or not they're enjoying this? Uh, yeah. Speaking of let's bitch about game of Thrones. Let's do it. God, my theory wasn't wrong. And that, I'm, I'm a goddamn Nostradamus. <laughs> Could you uh, remind the listeners? Of yes, so, uh, oh, so, so before you get into actual theory, so if you go back two episodes at this point, or no, one it was just the last episode. It was just the last episode. Well, but well no, it'll be two at this point. Yeah. If you go back two episodes, we did some Game of Thrones theories. And it was episode one had come out of the new season. 
And then by the time the, uh, the... I think it was two. Well, by the time the episode actually released then, another episode had come out, I think. So there was the benefit of hindsight being 2020. I need power. Keep going. And uh, He needs power. So, <laughs> we also need his hot takes. So, uh, uh, so we were... We discussed some theories of like how we thought the season was going to go. And... A lot. I actually got a couple texts about it because then it was after the third episode that I think some people listened to it. Wasn't the third episode what just happened? Yeah, the Battle of Winterfell. Okay. So now I'm just trying to keep up. You've got even more of that hindsight of like what's come to fruition, and it's always funny and I think humorous to me to go back and listen to those theories that we had only oh so many weeks ago, and now like it all is just so much of it. Did not come through. So I'll start with one of my theories. Let's hear it. It was like, did not happen. But I feel like it was a sound theory at the time, to my benefit. Let's hear it. I So one thing that's interesting to me is after the Battle of Winterfell, the White Walkers and the Night King, I think red herring is probably too strong of a term, but essentially they've been a, a series long, you know, it, it's it's gauging like what's, what's going to be the ultimate endgame threat to this series, right? Sure. Is it going to be the White Walkers just decimating everybody, and so humanity or whatever they are needs to come together to battle that, and the throne really doesn't matter that much, or is the end game going to be the actual throne itself? I think it always had to end on the throne because I mean it's called Game of Thrones, right? And so that's where some a couple theories come in. So like my thought process was that of course it's going to end and it's going to matter who sits on that Iron Throne sure. at the end of it, right? But I thought kind of the the story that they were trying to tell and kind of the main point of the series was that all these people are fighting over this fucking throne and it doesn't matter right now because mm-hmm. if everybody's dead there's nobody to sit on that fucking throne mm-hmm. and the night king and the white walkers pose a clear and present danger right now that that could happen you know so you need to take care of that shit before you fight over this shit right sure. you got to decide what matters more so i thought Going along that thought process and that that kind of that framing, I thought in my head that it might make sense that Cersei is holding back. She's like, no, I'm just going to let them take care of it. They'll win. They'll take care of the White Walkers, but they'll be decimated doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'll just come in with a broom, sweep up what's left, you know, with my army that's going to be way stronger than theirs and and be done with it. And I get the throne. No one else is coming after it. And mm-hmm. I own the world. Right. It doesn't sound far off at this point. Which, well, what, so that's what's an episode come to, for us. Come to pass. We're after three. Episode four is tonight. Yes, just for the record. So, so that's what's after watching Battle of Winterfell. I mean, that's more or less what's kind of coming to pass, right? Right. My thought process was that the, th- you know, again, going off like the throne may not be that important right now. Is I thought perhaps maybe what would happen is you'd have the big Battle of Winterfell, but it wouldn't come to a conclusion like it did. With the with the Night King getting stabbed by badass Arya, right? Still my favorite character. Oh my god, I and, was uh, screaming, and uh, oh. that they would be so decimated, and Winterfell would fall, and some of our main characters, whoever survived, and like a small splinter of an army, would be able to, with the help of like maybe the dragon, like create the people staying behind to hold them off, would retreat, and they would have to retreat back to King's Landing, right. Night King would finish decimating Winterfell and be heading for King's Landing. And then, you know, the people, Jon Snow or whoever would arrive there would be like, look, we know you want to kill us, but 
there is an army coming here. They just decimated Winterfell. Like we need to, like I know you've got this army to come kill all us when it was done, but we didn't win. And so you're going to have to use that army to fight these guys. Otherwise, the human race is going to be decimated and there's not going to be anyone left to sit on your fucking throne. So mm-hmm. then that was going to be like what brought Cersei into what I thought would be the main engagement. So that was my theory, which obviously now we know what Cersei was hoping for has come to pass. Right. The White Walkers and the Night King have been decimated. They're yep. done. Winterfell's, you know, it's it's. It's a shit show there right now still. Right. I mean, but, we don't know who's alive. I mean, we know the like, main characters who are alive, but like... We don't know how much army's left. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's, like, what, 50 people, maybe? Yeah. How maybe. many Unsullied survived out front and, uh, and fell back? And so now Cersei's going to get her chance to... I mean, presumably... I mean, we don't know what twists and turns this next episode that airs tonight is going to hold. But presumably, Ciri's going to want to execute on her plan. She's going to get word that the White Walkers have been defeated and the Night King's been defeated. And she's going to start moving her army north to finish the job who's she gonna get word from yeah well uh um braun was headed that way to find jamie and Tyrion to kill him he's not gonna do that i know he's not but i'm just saying like why would he send word back to her i'm not saying he would but maybe cersei doesn't trust him because she knows he's friends with both those brothers and so she's i almost wonder if it's the other way i'm not saying I wonder if a different theory would be that uh, she's unaware of anything that's going on, and that's what's the benefit for Jon Snow and his team. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I think some way. I mean, this is so. Let's take a look at the season so far. Episode one introduces, kind of gets us reacquainted with everything, right? As it's apt to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode two was a great kind of character piece, you know, showing us kind of greatest hits night. and uh, really just moving those last couple pieces and giving us some great character moments before all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. Assuming that anyone could die. Yep. Then and, we'd be okay with that. And then we got our big um our big battle piece episode, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um and which but out of the norm for Game of Thrones, right? I mean how how many episodes have we gotten like that? So that Giant was battles, that was really like, fun. Yeah. yeah. It's always been like a character driven show, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're into the end game, so we're gonna have we got three episodes left. So I imagine we're going to have an episode of moving all the pieces into place for this next final conflict. Second to last episode, we'll have a final showdown with Cersei. And then the last episode will be like clean Wrapping up. everything up. Yeah. So, but Tom, your theory, refresh us on that. <clears throat> so my theory, which was not wrong, is that um, the White Walkers, uh, some of the generals or maybe the head White Walker were actually Targaryens. Which mm. was why he was able to ride the dragon, which is why that maybe catch he, on fire. It's why he wasn't able to burst into flame. Um and so I was kind of of the hope and the theory. So I was wrong in that I really thought the White Walkers would actually march across whatever the land is called, kill everybody, and the king would sit on the throne as a Targaryen with his like zombie dragon and shit. Mm. But I do still think that it's possible that the Targaryens are tied to the White Walkers pretty heavily because they were of the first men, right? Um, and also, Makes he sense. was unable to be killed by dragon fire. Whether that is by creation of the forest people because the first men had dragons and they needed something to defend themselves, or because he's a Targaryen or his people were Targaryens, well, I, I argue we'll probably never actually get that answer. Um, no, I feel like it'll be is a pretty good. It's a chance. I think also yeah. you could argue that like it's the forest people's magic because. 
they did create the White Walkers to defend themselves from the First Men. So that was basically my theory. Um, and, and you're right. You weren't I wrong. wasn't wrong, but I also wasn't right. Like, well, my theory just kind of got thrown out the window as, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Which bummed me out because I really wanted to know the answer to my fucking theory. But, I mean, again. But I can't be mad because that episode was so good. Looking back at, like, what we thought was going to happen, which, I mean, as we sat around that table, some of it may have been far-fetched. Some of it was pretty sound. Like, it could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. I mean... Well, up until the last five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if you tell me that you expected the Night King and the White Walkers to just be done after episode three, and for them not to continue to play out a threat till the very end of the series, um, I'm going to call you a liar. I wouldn't I have believed it, yeah. That. Like, I, I was... I'm sitting there watching the Night King and Bran stare each other down. I'm like... Is gonna happen. Like I legit, I legit thought Arya was gonna watch like Bran get murdered or turn into a White Walker or I, something. At that point, I thought when Arya jumped out, I thought she was dead. Fair I yeah. thought, I thought Bran, like I, Arya was going to have to, because whatever Bran's got planned in his fucking head that for some reason he's not sharing with everybody because he's worthless. Yeah, that you know at part of point, part yeah. of yeah. everything that needed to go down was that Arya was gonna have to be sacrificed to the Night King for some reason, and but then she does her. She Classic Brienne of Tarth move that she, or not that she yeah. learned from Brienne, but that she used to defend herself against Brienne. Yep. And fucking just wipes everybody out. And that was badass. I'm a sucker for, in in like shows and movies, like the, I don't know what you want to call it, like a fate, you know? Mm-hmm. And the fact that as much as I dislike the red uh, woman or the red witch, mm-hmm. the stuff she said, the, the dude with the flaming sword, you know, having come back for a purpose and yep. her saying he had a purpose and all of that was to get Arya to the Night King. Yep. I'm a sucker for that stuff coming to fruition. Yeah. No, so I it was, loved it. Like it all, it she, was, straight, she straight up murdered him. I was like, this is the, this, the second that I'm okay with her doing this. I'm so stoked that she got to do this because she didn't get to kill Joffrey. Yeah. That was my biggest thing. It was like, the she, second she know. stuck that knife into the Night King and he shattered, I don't know for you, but like everything you just talked about, it was like, it all clicked into place in my head. Yeah. I was like, this totally fucking makes sense. Yep. And I don't know if you guys have seen it. Like, because women can't have things. Um, Truth. Everybody talking about how John was actually still the hero. Who uh, was? What? John, you guys haven't seen the I No. Lo- that's what I loved about the episodes. He had nothing to do with yeah. killing the no, but there's Him and fucking... Uh, well, if you look at him historically... Sorry, go ahead. Daenerys are the fucking worst in that episode. Yeah. Was, and again, like back to the last episode where we talked about the heist, I didn't completely understand their plan. So when she went off the rails, it was less of, that's oh true. shit, they're not doing the plan as much as like, what the fuck is they? They're just <laughs> flying around in the snow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she lands her well, dragon in the front door? What the fuck is she doing? Yeah. Well, and, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say real quick that, uh, um, yeah. The, so, like online, like people are like, "Well, Arya didn't actually save the day. What happened was John was holding off that dragon for her, and if you listen closely, you can hear John yelling at her, even though like he doesn't. There's no indication that she walked by him. Ran he's by yelling. Him. He's yelling at the dragon, yeah. and he's going, "Ah!" Yeah, you mean while he was shitting he, his that pants. He told Arya to go take out the Night King. It's like, no, that didn't fucking happen. John had shit all to do with it. His plan was, oh, fuck. Like, I didn't make it to the, to Bran and the Night King because there's this dragon between me and him and yeah. everything's going to shit and it's either I die hiding from the dragon or I die fighting the dragon. So I'm going to die fighting the dragon. Like, right. that's why he stands up. Well, it felt like a cat and mouse thing. It was just like... Yeah, it was, it was going to end with him getting killed by that dragon either way in his head. So we thought, 
might as well go down fighting. Yeah, maybe, maybe we both die. Maybe that point oh 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 one chance that I can actually kill a dragon single handedly <laughs> will happen. Well, and to Tom's <laughs> point, like he's part Targaryen, right? And no. he just saw the not that he knew the Night King was Targaryen, but he just saw this Night King not get exterminated. So yeah. Maybe, like, yeah. I'm not saying that was in his head, but he was probably just like, well, fuck it. Yeah, I, I think that's what was in his head was fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so... Like we failed. Let Arya be like, kick-ass. When I saw a really dope tweet defending Arya that was basically... Because like, I guess there are some people saying Arya was a Mary Sue, which is not possible because she's been no, training so for... Anyway, so they said that, and someone quote tweeted and said, all right, let's compare her to John. Things John has done in battle. Fought the Bolton army by himself. <laughs> Or has John's working plans in quotes fought the Bolton (laughs) army by himself, yelled at a dragon, (laughs) ran from the White Walkers. Like it's like John's not that great. He's great at getting people to follow him, but he's not a tactician or a great warrior by any means. And I would say if anyone love him, anyone quote unquote helped Arya, which I don't think they did. And uh, and I when I say this, I am not trying to take anything away from Arya because she's a badass. But Theon charging the Night King. That That's, was a fucking suicide mission. Yep. Like why? And and I think and for me, if you want to say anybody helped Arya, I'm reach, so glad that dumbass is dead. <laughs> reach mm-hmm. that, if you want to, if you want to say anyone like helped Arya get to that point, Theon didn't know that's what he was doing, but Bran so, somehow knows all this stuff is going on. You know why would he let Theon charge the Night King if he knew Arya was coming and like he could just like whisper to Theon like, "Yo, bro." Just, just stay right here for like five seconds. <laughs> just five seconds, man. Like we're gonna be saved. Like five seconds. I think he let Theon charge the Night King because that maybe caused enough of a distraction for Arya to sneak by them. Because he dies, then you get that little whoosh of wind that yeah. goes by the generals, and so maybe him dying was enough of a distraction for then her to get the drop on him, like the fucking yeah. badass she is. And again, I don't say that to take away like anything from a woman having a moment, and that may not have been a thing at all. But if you want to argue somebody had to play a role because there's arguments of like, well, how did Arya sneak in there? Like, okay, well, there you go. She's Theon fucking Arya. Like a well, she was with the, the no-name clan. Yeah, she's... Like, yeah. did you see. see how quiet she was in the library? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's... Fucking I think if, silent. The drop of her sweat or blood or whatever As, was louder than anything that she had done. Like, mm-hmm. I think if... Uh, to the point of, like, fate and everything, the Hound and... I forget that guy's name with the flaming sword. Beric Dondarrion? Yeah, those two dudes... Because that was their purpose, you know? And that was part of him, the hound palling around with her, you know? Yeah. Was, they showed up at the exact right moment when she busted through the door, but that was all she needed. Yeah. It was, it was, Arya needs to be protected so she can do what she's destined Get to Get to the red woman, have the red woman ask her what happens, and, you know, what do we say to death? Yeah. And her oh, have it, like, like uh, oh. That point, like, what do we and, say and it was crazy, because, again, like, once she stabs the Night King, all these, all these pieces drop on into place, like, I thought she was off to do. Who knows? I didn't know it was to just fucking assassinate the Night King. I, did a I good thought job it was going to go off to like execute a plan that was going to help them turn the tide or something right. like that. And so when she just gets that fucking fi- like I've got like fucking goosebumps. Yeah. Oh about. yeah. But when she gets to deliver that final blow, I was like, yeah. like Tiff and I were both like, yes. Oh, like, we looked at each other and Tiff's like, rewind it. <laughs> like <laughs> so talk about it. Go back and watch. That. Talk about like an epic release of tension too. Like Anna and I like jumped off our seats and screamed like, are you fucking Stark? Because like, <laughs> that whole moment was just so good. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I mean, everything. And, and also let's talk about that, that library mm-hmm. scene with her where the tone of the, the show shifted into like, into, like a horror movie into, like, yeah. Yeah, a horror movie a I, I was fucking movie. anxious i mean you kind of got the zombies like 
walking, like moping around, and like you make any sound, like that, they're gonna just tackle that. You know, they're gonna descend mm-hmm. on that point. Mm-hmm. And she was everything she's been through, and as badass as she is, she's still a young woman, fucking in a library surrounded by undead monsters. And for her, like the actress, uh, Maisie, Maisie yeah, to she was legitimately terrified. Like as badass as she was, and plus she's injured, right? She had she got knocked in the fucking head. Oh man, yeah. When she rolled down that staircase, yeah. On top of their backs, that whole she just killed it in the acting front in that thing to just portray. She is injured. She is out of her element, and she's surrounded by White Walkers. And for as confident as she is, she's not one hundred percent sure she's gonna make it out alive, and she's terrified. And think about the combat style of Arya, right? She's not. I mean, she can fight head to head, but she's not like a frontline soldier. Like, like yeah, exactly. So, like, of course, she would be terrified in that situation. She's not wearing 10 pounds of plate armor with a fucking mallet right like yeah. she's with a 10 foot long sword that you can just sweep across right like massive numbers. she's an up close and personal fighter surrounded by things that don't die as quickly by those types of com- by that type of combat yeah. which is what they needed to kill the night king because yep. everything else you know john snow again what wonderful plan does he have i'm gonna run across this field of dead people <laughs> like yelling at the night king but, yeah but also, he's doing, i'm like what the fuck are you doing but, but yeah. i actually kind of enjoyed that because uh not to like put John up on a pedestal. I think it's more to drop him down. Everything had gone to shit. Like he didn't know what else to do. Sure. He didn't know what else right. to do. All he knew was that they had a plan to get the drop on the Night King when the Night King went to Bran and that has all gone to shit. Everybody's dying. Mm-hmm. All he in his head, I think his only thought was this I have to at least try to get to the right. the, the woods or whatever and try to face down the Night King because that was the mission. And so I actually enjoyed that cuz is as funny as it is, like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Well, I get, How yeah. are you going to make it across this? But it was, what else was he going to do? I yeah. guess it, for me, it just added more to, like, Jon Snow doesn't know what the fuck. Like, you know nothing, you know nothing Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Yeah. Yep. And that, which is fine. I, I think it's great. I just don't understand why people are so fanatical about him as a character. Because I feel like he's interesting. But he just kind of serves everyone else as a purpose. Right. I think there's also an attachment. I think there's attachments to him, Arya, and Sansa because they're the last of the Starks. Mm-hmm. And, sure. and that's the family you've been rooting for. I think, well, I think a, his loyalty. I, I do think like yeah. his intense yeah. loyalty and like his good nature in general, right? Like the way he looks out for the other brothers of the Night Watch, the way he looked out for Sam. Like that. Like, well, like you look at a is, cast of characters that are all um, at one point or another during the series been absolute shit. And buckets. he's actually not. Yeah. I think, but I, I, but I would argue like, again, he's not a general of an army he's 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 a figurehead for sure he's a kind leader he's not a tactician which is why i honestly don't believe he can sit on the throne i don't think i don't like whether or not he has a right to the throne i don't think if if humanity survives there's no fucking way that Jon snow can be a king like robert was awful he's i I don't think he would be as shitty of a human as Robert, but I think at least Robert was paranoid, and I don't think, I think John would survive. I think John will be king, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So, rewatching the series, the shitty grandpa, Joffrey's grandpa, I forget his name, that was the hand. The guy shoots, gets shot in the butthole? <laughs> no, he got shot while he was pooping out. Yeah. The yeah. Right, yeah, but they're, they're, oh, you're right, he's not inside the toilet. He he's just in. talked to the, the youngest of the Lannisters and was like, what makes a good king? And they go through all the different things, and he said that the, the most important thing is wisdom, and wisdom of what you don't know and who you keep around you. Okay. And I think that having Jon Snow on the throne, most likely, 
Not Daenerys, because she's gone fucking she, crazy. She can't. I don't think she can sit. But I think it's him, and then having like Tyrion and Brienne and all of those other characters as supporting characters of his council. Mm, I Grey, think that's Grey how, Worm and... Well, I think that's, um, and exactly. I think that's why yeah. you root for those Because if you look at... Because they're better together. Braun even. We tend to mm-hmm. root for the characters that are most... Again, in a landscape of people who have done shitty, awful things. Like right. The number of characters that you can that haven't and have been truly noble and good more or less through the whole thing you can count on one hand there's like what there's john brienne um and even brienne the, like uh the onion knight i would argue the onion, the onion knight yeah. i would say sansa too yeah and she is not she's been a a survivor of the series sir jorah up until but my point yeah. is, is it's very yeah. few because even you know you find yourself rooting for jamie like let's remember all the shit yeah Jamie's oh yeah he's like, a shit bad I mean? and say even Tyrion, like well, I guess even Terry, he was just kind of like a scum. He was a drunk, but he, he was a drunk. And a, but he was never really. He never hurt anyone. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's that penchant of wanting to root for the people who have perhaps in your head earned that right and don't have a ton of blood on their hands to have gotten where they are. To that point, I would say even like the Sansa Daenerys friction and conflict. Yeah. That's why I'm more Team Sansa. It's like Daenerys. Sure, you, you like you freed these different slaves. That was kind of your biggest thing. But, but really, then you lost that. You haven't really. I don't feel like she suffered through much. Whereas Sansa, her whole arc is like learning her own humanity. Like yeah. she wanted to be a princess. She wanted to be at King's Landing, and then learned just how disgusting all of that is. So I guess then the question: So if Daenerys can't sit on the throne, she also can't live. Yeah, I think so. so. Who yeah, kills her? I agree. I, so do you think Arya kills her? Do you think Sansa kills her? Do you think John kills her? I think the bigger question is, which will be maybe Jamie. To see if that's what maybe hap- Jamie. If that's Kingslayer what- twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that's what happens, is what does Danny do to deserve to die? I could see her dying doing something stupid too. Yeah. I like the fans would be really irritated by that, but at this point, even in the last episode. Yeah, landing her dragon in the middle of all these White Walkers and then being surprised as she's overtaken. She's the only things that she's done well. I feel like have been based on like the situation and her supporting group, well, and I, you know, yeah, like I, Grey Worm and everything. It's not to say she's not a capable character. I just don't think she's as intelligent with that stuff as she thinks. I, she is. I think yeah. the problem she has too is that she's too. She's becoming like her brother, where she thinks her blood gives her some kind of special power that doesn't actually exist, right? Which would explain landing in the middle. She's like, well, I have a dragon and I'm a Targaryen, therefore mm-hmm. I can't be killed. And it's like, actually, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she yeah. she thinks too highly of herself and it's almost an arrogance that might And what might she knock thinks her down. is best, you know? Her, right. The, the Dothraki are all being slaughtered. She needs to go save them with her dragon as opposed to like, well, fuck, things yeah. went south. How, what do we do from here? Right. You know what I mean? And even like her freeing the slaves and all this shit, rewatching this show. Everything she does is so reactive. At some point, I feel like that's got to bite her in the ass. Well, and it's and it's all it's all to it's it's all for a tunnel visioned goal of to arrive at King's Landing with a big enough army to take right. out whoever's currently on the throne because she thinks she deserves it because of her bloodline. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I mean, technically, I mean she's not wrong because I mean that's the way it works, right? But not anymore because. You know, the, so does she try to? Maybe she kills you know, John. John means, yeah. and maybe I'm fucking wrong. Maybe John Snow dies at, at Daenerys's hand. At her hand, and but see, I mean, and how out there is it? Because she kills John. Well, now you've given the audience a reason to want her dead. 
Yeah, Sansa. And then, the so then she gets taken out by Arya or somebody, and then it's like Sansa that sits on the throne. Somebody also postulated the theory at me that because mm-hmm. Jon is a Targaryen, she'll try to attack Jon, and the dragons will actually defend him. Oh, really? Oh, that'd be kind of That crazy. would be interesting, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's possible. Have but... them turn on her. But like I said, as of right now, I feel like you need to give the audience a reason to be okay you're with right. Danny dying. No, I think yeah, you're I right. agree. You know, because... And it's gotten a lot more like formulaic her... this last episode, this last season, too. Yeah. It's less unpredictable. Yeah. Well, and... You know, a lot more characters survive the better Battle of Winterfell than I thought. Oh, we were and, going to. Way and, more than I thought. Based yeah. on the Game of Thrones history. It's also totally possible that she lives and overcomes her arrogance and she and John rule together. Yeah. I mean, you remember that discussion mm-hmm. that I believe it's Sir Jorah talking to Grey Worm or is he talking to Tyrion? Maybe he's talking to Tyrion and he basically says like, imagine them together or something. And he's yeah. talking about like what a power couple they would be. I mean, that's not off the table, right? No. Especially, I mean, John, even though he is a Targaryen and a male, I don't think he wants the throne still. I think he was telling Danny because he cares about her and he didn't want her to get blindsided by it at yeah. some point, right? He'd be like, this is important information. This is where my that head you, is at right he, now. Right. Yeah, I don't think he was telling her. So basically, you could step aside. Right. It's kind of like when you go to the grocery store and forget to buy something your oh. wife really wanted and you tell her because you love her, not because you want to hurt them. Well, speaking of like favorite character moments, Tyrion and Sansa in the crypt... You know, and her yeah. telling him Whoa. that he was the best of them. Yeah, that was... It's a great moment. That was a really and good And also, moment. like, why are you in the fucking crypt? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that, that was... So that was the one prediction that I had. I, and I yeah. don't know if I talked about it on the you podcast. You did, I remember that. But, like, you know, typical Game of Thrones style. You spend a whole episode, every other line, it, trying to reinforce that the crypts are the safest place. Which, in Game of Thrones speak, means it's not the safest place See, and all. what's <laughs> annoying about that, like, and, and you were totally right, and I, I, I think as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, fuck, you're right. It's is like there are enough people planning the battle strategy that know the White Walkers can be raised they by the Night like King. Raise their hand. Right. Like Jon Snow, didn't he watch the Night King do that yeah. when he was north of the wall? Yeah. And not at one moment did he go, maybe we shouldn't camp out by the bones. That yeah. was like the one thing that I was like, are you yeah. fucking kidding me, bro? Like, I don't think Sansa wants to be murdered by undead Grandma Stark. Gra- did you see that tweet? <laughs> Grandma Stark. Do, 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 do. <laughs> That's another. That just adds another layer to the, like, I get that Jon Snow's a good guy, but just, again. The, He's just not bright. The strategist thing. I'm like. Dude. But again, I get, it wasn't just him, right? Well, and think about it. The only person that's been brought back by the Lord of Light that hasn't served a purpose is Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Beric's dead. Yeah, he hasn't served a purpose yet. Melisandre's dead. Uh, I guess those two are dead. And Jon Snow was brought back by the Lord of Light. So, What was his purpose? Maybe bringing, uh, like, saving Sansa from the bastard? Could be if she well, ends up on the throne. But I guess like if his purpose is gone, why is he not dead? I, I just I feel like everyone that yeah, has had a purpose for the Lord of point. Light has died as soon as their purpose was filled, right? right? That's like the the agreement. Like I feel like the Lord of Light is almost like the devil, right? Like you make your deal at the crossroads, and as soon as your deal's cashed, you're out, right? Like mm-hmm. Beric gets killed. Melisandre literally, we saw her take the necklace off. Tons of episodes going. She didn't die this time. She took it off and just disintegrated to dust. I think part of that too was her like succumbing to the winter. Mm, maybe because it is like a thirty-something woman versus a thousand. I don't know how you're, old she is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, but I agree. Like that was the end of her purpose because she even said, "I'm not going to live I'm past not. the dawn." So yeah, and now don't that kill she me now. now that the Night King is dead and she guided Arya to that, she walks out and she, yep. so maybe John's purpose needs to live out, and yeah, we don't John, know what that is yet. Maybe John's purpose is to ultimately. Like maybe it's Sansa's gonna sit on the throne and 
John needs to be there to protect his sister. Maybe he's the hand, yeah. I don't know. I hope not, man. He's bad at that. Yeah, he would not he, be a great hand. He would not hand. be a great mm-hmm. advisor. Tyrion's a much better hand. Well, or, uh, even or, if, if it's not Sansa actually sitting on the throne herself, she should be the hand. Right. Like, Agreed. But anyway, it's it's hard. I think as we've learned, you know, it's fun to float these theories. I enjoy doing it. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, they're going to keep us guessing. And there's still three episodes worth of twists and turns that we're going to watch. Only one episode after you listen to the... That's true. So again... Take it easy on us. You have the you have the 2020 knowledge of having two more episodes under our belt after we recorded this. So. We're just some heavily underprivileged white men sharing our opinion just in a world to, lacking just, diverse thought. Just Trace. trying to struggle out there. Just Trace horny boys. Trace horny boys. <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.